everybody and welcome to episode number 17 of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. And my name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast, a wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. And this is the better audio quality edition or <laughs> slightly better audio quality edition. Um, yes. So this week, um, I actually am back, back, back at my home, and Neil's back in Buffalo. I'm in Rochester, and uh, we're doing this remotely over over um, Google, and uh, and so this is this is the new this is how things are going to go forward uh, going forward for a little bit, uh, right? Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite different. Um, you know, I'm not looking at you across across the table. It's it's kind of different. Um, but you know, if I, I do apologize, we are getting kind of like a bad storm right here in Buffalo. So if uh, we lose power or something like that, or if you hear some thunder, uh, that's that's what's going on. So, but anyways, how's how's your past two weeks been? Uh, pretty good. It's just more wedding. Uh, you know, uh, lots wedding? of wedding, <laughs> like ed- like wedding shooting and yeah. editing at the same time. I don't know. Uh, I heard that at some point. Wedding, um, you know. Like so, like um, yeah, yeah, just a lot of a lot of editing and catching up, and it's still, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's just the middle of the wedding season, and that's all I can really say. It's just, just um, mm-hmm. I'm shooting a lot and editing a lot, and I have things going on in the middle of the week and the meetings and. Um, I don't really have, unfortunately, anything that I, to, to really bring up that I think would be beneficial to our listeners, but I'm just in the middle of craziness right now and uh, and making things happen here, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah, pretty that's much good. pretty much where I'm at right now. Um, mm-hmm. And how about you? Pretty much the same thing? or? Yeah, pretty much exactly the same thing. It's uh, quite uneventful since uh, the last episode. Uh, just pretty much the same thing, shooting some fun weddings, having a good time at it. And um, doing some editing and uh, booking weddings for next year, which is uh, which is a good thing. So, um, but I, I kind of want to touch base of one thing that I did uh, touch base from the last episode about how I kind of want to work into this whole thing of taking away the the release for print, which I haven't done yet. I'm only doing it for small photo shoots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for weddings, I did kind of update my contract as to, as to where it just says we are not. Uh, responsible for the quality of images that are being printed by a third party. And that kind of just reminds people when they come in our studio and touch our prints and see the prints and see the quality, it just kind of reminds them uh, that they are allowed to print um, on their own, but it just kind of reminds them of the quality that they saw in, in our studio. Um, and it just so happened that uh, this couple days ago we met with a bride and she emailed me saying, you know, it's very important that we get a release for print, which, gosh was she listening to uh to this podcast before <laughs> beforehand? yeah right uh, but but i don't think she did but um so i said yeah you know no problem we do give a release for print but um i do want to show you our prints so when she came into the studio uh she was blown away i mean she was she pretty much took the prints and she was like hugging them and not wanting to let them go and <laughs> she, she, you get you just got to show them the light show them educate them the difference of what a professional quality print looks like versus a a cheap walmart print so So. now you mentioned in the last episode i think that you were going to get 
um, you know, some prints from various places and have them, um, mm-hmm. and have them going, right. I, that's, you haven't done that yet, right. Cause it's, but, but you're planning on doing that. I actually made all my orders to do that. So I, you know, p- picking out Walgreens, Wegman or not Wegmans, uh, Walmart, um, CVS, Target. Um, I'm, I'm actually, those are the ones that I'm doing kind of like, like the pickup ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also going to find a couple ones that you see online, like Groupon and stuff like that. I'm going to order a couple like little canvases and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I do have the space out set out right, ready to go in my studio. And, um, and, and yeah, that's going to be my little, little spaces to where I get to educate my clients. Cool. You know, I've actually, I've been thinking about doing the same thing. Um, but not with the prints, with just with wedding books, you know, and, and printing right. wedding books through, various places and having them on site to kind of show the difference, you know, between my wedding books and their wedding books or what theirs may look like. Yeah. You know? uh, what, what's uh, that one uh, website where everybody orders their invite cards, uh, Shutterfly or yeah. Shutterstock? Yeah. Shutterfly. Shutterfly, I think yeah, Shutterfly would be one yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, mm, but so I, they, they, uh, they offer wedding books now. So I'd, I'd be very interested to uh, print one of those out and, and have it right next to one of mine. Yeah, and then and then there's you can actually see the difference, and and that's what matters, you know. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cool. You know, uh, we're gonna. This is just a really quick intro here because we have a very cool guest coming on. His name is Tony Gambino, um, and I think maybe uh, the only thing that I'll really mention is that um, I saw one of his blog posts, and it was just an amazing wedding. Like it was an yeah, amazing was. wedding, and um, that's kind of what caught my attention. I think it caught he also got some attention um, from other places from that as well, but it really is a fantastic wedding. And, um, um, and we'll be talking with Tony here, uh, just coming up in a little bit because, uh, it's almost time to get him on, uh, get him on hangouts here. So I will take uh, just a quick break and we will be back with uh, wedding photographer, Tony Gambino. Okay, everybody. So we are back with wedding photographer, Tony Gambino. Tony, how's it going, man? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Abs- yeah, no problem. Abs- Welcome. Absolutely, man. Um, so we first, well, I first heard about you and found out about you um, because I think you um, you might have posted in uh, one of those wedding photographers groups on Facebook, and I saw your um, blog post of Ethan and Heather's wedding, and man, I have to tell you, and I'm not just saying this, that is literally one of the best weddings I have ever seen in my entire life like in terms of just like a set it is it is mind-blowingly good like how yeah, how well really, really good that that <laughs> the, that wedding is so so this was all just um that that all just happened right <laughs> you didn't have anything to do with it there was no planning at all and it just kind of just all magically happened right so, so. yeah pretty much i mean it was a photographer's dream um i mean it it was a second day shoot um the portraits that we did out there we went two days before the wedding and, you know, we were going to go and hit up a lake and hit up, you know, kind of some mountains and, and, uh, you know, time started running behind and we're like, well, we'll just go out to the salt flats and see what we can find. I'd seen some cool photos out there before and, um, we just happened to be driving out there and it's square mile after square mile. And we just happened to stumble on this area when we were wrapping up that had this standing water and it was just it was fate, I'll tell you. And uh, it was literally the most surreal thing I've ever experienced. Like, I, I, I can't even explain it to the full extent. You're walking on this water that um, 
that's so dense with salt that the ripples stop after a few feet. And so it just maintains this ridiculously glassy mirror-like reflective appearance and you're walking on it and it feels like you're floating between clouds because you know you can't really see the ground because it's so reflective and it just blends in with the sky and it just felt fake you know what i mean and uh when i look at that man it literally is like when i think about a wedding that's like if everything went perfect just if everything went perfect like that would be it you know like it's the perfect couple the perfect location the perfect place the perfect everything and you photographed it so beautifully man just absolutely gorgeous work absolutely i mean think about it like the stars had to align you know for that to happen because because one it stays windy out there usually and two it gets pretty hot so anytime there is water it doesn't stick around for very long you know a day or two you know so the fact that it hadn't evaporated um or gotten real low it it just it was perfect i couldn't have asked for anything better so but thank you for you know your your kind kind words but i mean it was definitely due to how incredible you know yeah but you know the thing is is that you know i'm I'm looking at the photos right now and i'm looking at the blog post right now and by the way for our listeners we will uh, be linking to it in the show notes and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to be if it's at all possible as you're listening to this you have to look at these photos like you you don't you can't you have to look at these photos but it takes you know it takes somebody with a with you can imagine i can imagine different photographers i know and i'm sure we could all in our heads imagine different photographers we know and what some what photos would look like even in the same situation like there's some some clear you're you're extremely and you're extremely advanced in terms of the way you think the way you shoot and the little details that you're that you're picking up in the shoes and the water and just just everything about it is um it doesn't just happen you know so so even though it it might have been even if you do have the most perfect couple on the most perfect day and the most perfect everything, this doesn't just happen, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it just doesn't. It, it, it's, um, Thanks, man. Thank it, you. Um, is there anything, like, in terms of what you did, in terms of planning it, um, that, that you feel like it's a good thing that you did when you look back on it, like, prior to heading out there with them and prior to, to going and doing it? Is there anything that you planned that you could maybe give advice um, to other photographers that are listening to this podcast on like um what goes into the planning and forth forethought before you're before going out there to do that kind of a shoot you know i think that would be counterintuitive because you know because of what happened i mean it's one of those things where you just have to stay flexible Mm -hmm. and no matter how hard you've planned you know sometimes a shoot goes crappy and sometimes a shoot becomes magical and you've Mm -hmm. got to be willing to just kind of go with the flow. If something's not working, I move on. You know, if I'm like, I don't like this location, the lighting sucks, you know, it, I don't like, you know, whatever. It's just like, I don't mind just moving right along and Mm -hmm. going on to the next thing. And my clients are fine with that. You know, they might think I'm a little ADD, but you know, I'd rather spend time searching for the next best thing Mm -hmm. rather than wasting on something that's mediocre oh, so if i could give any advice it's just stay flexible and keep moving until you find the right uh, you know dude i think that absolutely right. is so huge right because when you first get started when everybody first gets started 
it's like you even if you're in crappy light and crappy conditions and crappy everything you just keep working it and you think you're going to keep working it and working it but you have to know when to stop right to move on and like you know what this isn't working i've got to be flexible and move on which is basically what you're saying and i think like um you know the the earlier (laughs) the newer a photographer is the 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 more likely you are to uh you know think about what not to shoot you know, rather than what to shoot. So that's very good advice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now, Tony, uh, I, I, have, I do have a question for you. How many requests have you had since the shoot uh, that, you know, other clients want to go back to that area and kind of like redo the whole <laughs> thing all over again? You know, that's happened to me a couple of times with, with a couple of different shoots. And usually I wouldn't do something like that. This is a pretty funny story, actually. Um, I got an email shortly after... Um, this was published in Cosmopolitan and kind of went semi-viral across the, the wedding world um, from a couple in China. And, uh, you know, my first thought was, this is spam. You know, it's it's got to be scams <laughs> where, you know, they're going to ask me for, you know, some kind of wacko, like, payment system or something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. And so that was my first thought. And and we went on. I was like, yeah, I'll do this shoot. And usually if someone asks me to replicate a shoot, I'm going to double the price, you know, because I don't want to duplicate a shoot. I want it right. to be, uh, you know, genuine. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I I asked them for a pretty outrageous price for a, for a day shoot, you know. And um, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. And then they're like, well, we want to shoot in L.A. too. Can you fly out there the next day? And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's double the price on that. (laughs) And they're like, okay. And then they proceeded to ask me for my bank account information. Uh, You know, we'll uh, we'll just give us your bank account information and we'll have our banker transfer the money into your account. And I'm like, there's no way, you know. And I wanted to say, this is a scam. Like, please stop emailing me. Yeah. But, But I held on and I said, I said, the only way I'm going to agree to do this is if you send me money through PayPal. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't have PayPal in China. I was like, I'm sorry. That's the only way. The next morning I woke up and there's a couple of grand sitting in my uh, my PayPal account for a deposit, you know, to cover oh. the flights. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, they flew in from Shanghai. Um, so we flew to L.A. the first day and we did some kind of touristy you know, wedding photos, and then um, and and we saw Keanu Reeves. That was kind of cool. <laughs> and then uh, spent the night, and the next morning we got up super early and we flew to Salt Lake City, and then we went out to the Salt Flats, and and by golly, I love using that. By golly, we found <laughs> we found water again. Wow, oh, good. <laughs> it was about 110 degrees, and we found just a small space with water, and it was it was cool again. We just got lucky, but. Um, that was one of those situations where someone asked me to replicate a shoot and it actually ended up working out. So kind of neat. <laughs> good. Cool. Good. Very good. Okay. So I'm uh, moving on a little bit, um, from, from that wedding in particular, how did you get started? What is your overall journey been? How, you know, if you just think back on, on your start with photography and where you're at now and where you'd like to be, um, it's, it's kind of an overall large <laughs> question, I guess, but, uh, yeah. but how did you get started and, and, and. How are you just going to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Sure. Well, it's a long story, but I can summarize a little bit. Um, probably about 15 years ago, a, a good friend of mine had a camera displayed on her wall. It was just like a 1970s Minolta SRT201, you know, big clunky metal 35 millimeter film camera. 
you know, it just looked cool with all her other vintage, you know, knickknacks. And I was like, does that thing work? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, can I borrow it? She's like, sure. Um, I ended up borrowing it. And, you know, over the next few months, I ran 100 rolls of film through it and, and ended up really enjoying photography. And turns out the photos were, were half decent. And uh, that just got me that much more excited about it. And, and so for 10 years, I was kind of a hobbyist photographer and mostly film and um, and then uh, I was a, a touring musician for for a long time, and uh, you know traveling and and you know I was gone six to eight months out of the year um, from my from my wife and kid, and uh, that started getting pretty rough. And every time I would come home, it was like, well, what am I going to do to make money? And I would go get a job, you know, whatever it was, you know, guitar center or whatever. <laughs> and, and it finally hit me one day, like, well. You know, I'm, I love photography and I'm half decent at it. Why don't I try doing that every time I come home from touring? And uh, and so I started doing that and it started picking up. I started booking, you know, tons of gigs. And um, eventually, um, you know, after touring with my band for, uh, you know, five years or so and kind of going all over the world and we were about to release a, a new album and um, even at the risk of being sued by my my record label, I, uh, I decided that, that I needed to just stay home and be a family man. Hmm. And so that's when I kind of jumped in and, and started really throwing myself full time into photography. And, and I was doing all sorts of different types of photography. And, um, you know, once I eventually tried weddings, I was hooked. I just loved it. And, uh, you know, I would say I'm not your typical, if you were to look at me, you would never think that I'm a wedding photographer. You know, I'm, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. You know, I mean, your images are very, very beautiful. They're soft and and light in some of them. And then, you know, you look like a rock star. You, you, <laughs> wouldn't, you wouldn't think that uh, some of these images would come from you, but yeah. it's absolutely beautiful, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I've got tattoos from uh, from my chin down, my whole neck, my <laughs> arms, my hands, my knuckles. I mean. I'm covered in tattoos and uh, I don't know if that gives me an edge or, or, or what, but it, um, people are shocked when they ask me what I do and I tell them I'm a wedding photographer. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Very good. But I love it. I really love it. It's the best thing. What's not to love about wedding? Yeah. Uh, That's because it's free whiskey. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Oh man, that's, that's too funny. Um, so here I am. I'm, I'm just loving it, and I'm I'm only doing weddings now, and uh, you know, just gonna keep going down that path. And... Now, now, Tony, um, how'd you get into weddings? I mean, how'd your first wedding come about? Well, I had a friend. And I was hesitant. I didn't want to do weddings. They they looked stressful. They, you know, it, it wasn't who I was. You know, mm-hmm. what? So I thought anyway. Uh, I had a friend ask me to second shoot for her. She. Um, you know, she needed somebody at that time. I think her second shooter was sick or something. I don't know. And I, uh, I agreed to just come help out and did one wedding and freaking loved it. Cool. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start booking weddings. This is great. And so that was just my, you know, I, I used some of those images for my portfolio and it, it, uh, kind of exploded from there. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, next, next thought that I had for you, just uh, looking through your site, um, which it's just again, man, your work is absolutely stunningly beautiful. You know, up and down. Um, but we did, you know, I did just take a look at your packages and info and all that, and just two two thoughts for you. Um, as long as you're comfortable with it, um, sure. 
the the photo packages you know there's always that conversation should you put pricing online should you not if you could just talk a little bit about that because i noticed that you do and you know as somebody who is definitely like a higher end photographer um you know based on your pricing and everything like that um maybe you know like why you choose to do that or how that works out for you and then the other thing that i'd like you to talk about too is if you're as long as, as long as you're comfortable with it is just the number of total images delivered because we always have that thing right where we spend a lot of time per image and yeah. um if you could talk a little bit about how how that kind of plays into all of that for you uh, especially on the the total number of images delivered because that's always you know when i when i first got started i was like oh 2000 images and then and then the more mm -hmm. that i go on that number has gotten lower and lower so <laughs> so um if you can talk a little bit about um both the the having sure. the prices online and then also the um the total number of images yeah well, as far as pricing is concerned i mean that's relative right um where I live, I'm considered a high-end photographer as far as pricing mm -hmm. goes. Um, you know, I started around $3,000 for a basic package, and that's expensive um, in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm going to be living in Oregon in about 12 days. We're moving up there. But, you know, $3,000 for a basic package in San Diego is is pocket change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think they're starting at five, $6,000 for a basic package out there. Um, so... You know, it's all relative to, to your location, I think. And um, wherever I go, I, I think I'm going to end up being a little bit more premium above the competition as long as I have a, you know, a visual edge or as long as I've got a client that it's looking for a photographer like myself, I think um, they'd be willing to pay for it, you know. And I don't feel like I'm ripping clients off and I feel like I'm right on point. Yeah. Um, but as far as posting them online, um, the thing about that is I, I watched a creative live workshop with Brett Florens and the Ooh. title was high end, high fashion wedding photography. And I, I highly recommend you, you watching that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think my pricing was around, you know, 1800 or I don't know, maybe it was $2,200 at the time for my package. And I offered even a lot more for my first basic package. And, uh, he inspired me to, to market myself as a high end wedding photographer, you know? And so after watching that workshop, I immediately raised my prices and restructured my uh, my packages in a way that people are going to want, you know, package two or package three, um, you know, and just visually, I wanted to make myself look like, man, this guy does some high quality images for some high quality, you know, I hate to say this, wealthy people, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's the image I wanted. And, and mm -hmm. he used the... Um, yeah, he used Abercrombie and Fitch um, as kind of his reasoning. I mean, if you were to look at, at their marketing, you walk in and they only market to, you know, 19-year-old rich girls, you know, s s skinny 19-year-old rich girls, you know, because they only have um, a certain size range, hmm. you know, and these, these clothing are, are they're so expensive, you know, expensive, skinny. All the all the visuals are for a very specific, uh, you know, demographic, mm -hmm. and so he used that as an that as an example, and um, and he's like, well, there's no shame in it. Like, find your demographic that you want to target and target them. And so, you know, his demographic for wedding photography was, um, you know, handsome, good-looking, rich people, and and I say that with no shame. Like, if, if that's going to be my my clientele, my demographic, it's going to make me more money and build my portfolio then 
that's fine. Yeah. You know? uh, no, well, no, absolutely. And I think a lot of people don't get that, especially newer photographers where, you, you know, you have to be very selective with the images you choose and decide to put on your website. You know, like if some, something either looks, you know, low end, it's not, you're, you're going to attract that kind of client um, to, to you. So I think there's a lot of, a uh, lot of truth in that, you know, depending on where you want to fall and everything like that. And you have to have the work, you have to have that level of work to even ask that question to begin with. But True. yeah. So yeah. yeah it, another reason I um, put my pricing directly online is because, um, it, you know, if there's a client that can't afford me or, um, you know, are looking for something different than what I offer, then I, I honestly, I don't even want to waste my time having a conversation with them. Yeah, and you waste know, their and, time and too. Sounds snotty, but it's it's not. Um, it's just one step, you know, less for me. And uh, you know, so if if they see that I'm in their price range, then they can go ahead and email me, and and it just saves both of us, you know, some stress. Mm -hmm. So yep, and that's why I go ahead and put it on there. I know some a lot of photographers are private about their their pricing, and um, you know, I think mine's where it needs to be and I have no shame in that. Mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And as far as, um, you know, the amount of images are concerned, you, they're pretty much outlined there in my, uh, my packages on my website. But yeah, the first package I, I deliver 200, you know, finished edited images. Um, and then I think it goes to 300 and then up from there. But, um, I don't think I've ever delivered more than, um, four or five hundred images for one wedding. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've sat and gone through, you know, four or five hundred edited images with a client and it literally takes three hours. And um, you're like, is that necessary? You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's necessary at all. I think it's um, now do you it becomes becomes a chore at some point sure and i yeah I, I agree with you but do you have i just i'm just curious do you have potential clients that ask you on that point do they say hey you know i see that you only have 200 images do you and and if they do bring that conversation up with with you do you have a certain way that you respond back to them to kind of educate them on on things well you know i i do offer custom packages and if they want to add some more um images i'm fine with that you know i'll just i'll charge them whatever it takes to just charge them double. Just double the entire package. <laughs> but yeah, I, and then I just tell them my spiel. I'm like, honestly, I think 300 images is the right amount of images. You're going to be able to cover your prep, your details, the you know the ceremony, reception, everything. I think that's going to cover um, everything. And I think anything beyond that is is going to become just filler images. And I'd rather deliver the best of the best mm -hmm, to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's just it's just basic marketing language that I use um, to to kind of convince them that 300 is plenty enough. Yeah. Images. And the reality is, is it is, and you get a lot of redundant images and weirdness and eyes closed and all that, and and you know, yeah. you know nobody wants those images. Yeah. So, well, I don't want those images out there. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah. want the best ones out there. Absolutely. Um. I guess, uh, Tony, just a couple more questions for you. Um, do you, you do video as well, or is that just your team that does video, or do you do video as well? Yeah, so I I, uh, I do cinematography as well. Um, usually I'll be booked as the primarily as the photographer, and then in which case I do have a team that works for me, uh, and then I take the kind of director-producer role. 
Um, so I'm still choosing the angles and, and, you know, getting the lighting exactly how I want it and telling the cinematographers exactly what I want. Uh, in the rare case that my clients may have already booked a, a photographer and they just want us for video, um, I step in and I'm one of the cinematographers. Um, and then one of my guys is um, one of the best in the state easily. Mm. Right, the top three in the state. He's a steady cam operator and he works in the movies and high-end commercial stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm willing to pay for somebody like that uh, as long as, you know, my video turns out, you know, better than the competition. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing a lot of wedding films where, where people are using a steady cam operator or, or even high-end cameras, you know. Um, we were using like real cinema cameras, not even necessarily DSLRs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of neat, and, and we're trying to improve that constantly, you know. Cool. So. Uh, just a quick, uh, super quick gear question. What's your favorite lens? Oh, the, uh, the Nikon... 85 1.4 mm-hmm. it is uh, it rarely comes off my camera mm-hmm. it uh if you were to you know and i was a canon guy for the longest time oh well have you entered the right podcast i swear <laughs> by it yeah and then what convinced me it is I saw, wait hold on a second listeners i swear i did not have him on just just to keep proving our point <laughs> we've, we've had a whole thing going on with this canon Nikon thing i did not know i swear to god <laughs> Here's the thing. I guarantee so many listeners will be able to relate to me here. I bought the – this is what switched me over. I bought the the Canon 85 1.2 because I'd seen images from, from that lens, and I thought they were beautiful. I bought that lens, and I sent it back within 24 hours because you know if you've used that lens, Slow. it takes forever <laughs> to focus. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. And then my second shooter had a Nikon with the 85, and I, you know, I always look down on it like, well, that's a piece of crap. I took his camera, and when that 85 millimeter focused just as fast as my Canon 24-70, and just just as tack sharp, I was like, I'm getting rid of all this. And then in the same week, Nikon announced the D810, mm-hmm. which had, you know, what is it? almost 13 stops of dynamic range mm-hmm. uh, 36 megapixels <laughs> i mean it was like it was like light years past anything that canon was making mm-hmm. and uh and so i was like well that's that's the ultimate combination those two and uh so far uh i'll never go back yeah so. yep man <laughs> awesome. i'll tell you man if, if our <laughs> listeners haven't switched over to nikon by now i don't know what will we constantly have been talking about dynamic the dynamic range the d750s and all that stuff yeah. so it's uh yeah. right up our alley well, man i yep. get about two thousand dollars for plugging them um for this podcast i'm just kidding. <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> that's right um, now, Tony, I, I do have a question. You had mentioned that you're moving in 12 days. Are you yeah. doing anything uh, marketing-wise to start booking weddings up towards your new home? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to continue booking weddings here in New Mexico and, you know, destination weddings, obviously, too. Um, but, yeah, I've started, you know, I created a Yelp account. I've started kind of SEO, you know, including the terms, you know, Oregon and Bend and uh, things like that and I've, I've started booking you know a handful of, of weddings up there already oh good and, good uh, now are, are you doing those mostly over like um, facetime or skype or google hangout kind of like how we're doing yeah we've done you know my consultations just like that you know whatever it is skype or or, or facetime 
and uh it's been great so uh, i'm really looking forward to shooting in that market man it's just beautiful up there yeah well good luck good luck thank you uh great tony last question uh any advice to newer wedding photographers or maybe that you would give to yourself when you first kind of caught the bug any any advice that you wish you would have known earlier it's funny i go back and i look at my my old images and uh, I'm, I think, man, I was the worst photographer. <laughs> you know? We all think that. We're all still learning, you know. I yeah. think I'll go back and look at my photos now and be like, man, just pick them apart, you know. I wish I'd have done this or whatever. Um, you know, I made, I made a decision a few years back that I wanted my images to look timeless. You know, high end, but timeless. Um, and so I stopped over editing my photos. You know, I stopped making them look like like a contact 645 Portra, you know, or whatever. And nothing wrong with those things. Um, but I wanted my images to look like what your eye can see because that will always be timeless. You know, I don't, I don't want my clients to ever look back in 10 years and be like, well, these were trendy and I don't like them anymore. You know? Yep. And so, so, yeah, don't overdo your images. And two, just you're always going to be learning, you know, you've never arrived. Um, you know, if you're a beginner, just keep going, shoot every day. Don't be afraid to try, you know, creative, crazy things. Um, and just, just always be willing to learn and ask questions from, from your peers. So, yeah. Excellent, man. Thank you very much uh, for, uh, for hanging out with us for a bit and, and speaking to us today. Um, everybody that's uh tony gambino and you can check him out actually tony where where would you like people to follow you other than your website which is tony gambino photo.com any any place else that you would like our listeners to follow yeah, you? sure there, yeah on instagram it's tony gambino photo um twitter it's tony gambino too and obviously facebook shoot me a message say hi and uh i appreciate you guys having me on i, I really love your stuff and it's a real honor absolutely man we're we're honored to it have you pleasure. yeah absolutely so yeah. Thanks a lot, man, and we will uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks. Okay, everybody, we are back. Thanks again to Tony Gambino. It was an excellent interview. And, yeah, it was. Uh, please, you know, check him out on social media. And uh, and we are going to close out the show today a little bit shorter uh, this week, um, just because of the craziness of wedding season. But we're going to end with a couple of wedding photographers conundrums here. Wedding photographers So, Neil. Yes, Andy. Wedding photographer's conundrum. Dun, dun, dun. You plan out everything with the couple, and you go through and you you know talk about what needs to happen throughout the wedding. And one of the things that was mentioned to you was at the end of their first dance, they're going to do a dip. Okay. And usually when I hear that, I'm like, okay, they're going to dip. That's something I'm going to photograph anyway and whatever. I'll still put it in my notes to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that you did put it in your notes to do that. And then it comes time to actually do their first dance and you're photographing their wedding. And as this first dance is happening, it ends up being way shorter than you expected. And you (laughs) miss the dip. At the end, ah. you're still at the wedding 
and they immediately like go into the parent dances following their first dance. But in my head, okay, <laughs> we won't say this is exactly me, but, but this is your this is your conundrum, okay? But okay. in your head, okay, you're thinking, oh my god, I just can't believe I just missed that. I was, you know, because you were changing a lens, <laughs> okay? Oh gosh, okay. Um, okay. So let's just say that that's what happened. Um, in that particular situation, what would you do if you if if that happened as that happened? What do you do? Um, second shooter. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah, that's the first question. Uh, the, but uh, you know what? This actually happened to me last week. Is where um, they had this whole dance planned out, and during cocktail hour, I went up to the bride. I was like, okay. You're going to end on a dip, but which way are you going to face the dip? Like, when, when are you guys, like, I kind of want to know so I'm in the right position because there's been times to where in the past is to where uh, they dipped in the wrong way, kind of like away from my camera is to where I just got like the bottom of our foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so for now on, I always kind of ask, you know, where, because, you know, they always kind of like practice beforehand. So they kind of have a general idea of where they're going to be facing and everything. So I just... Uh, I, I usually ask beforehand, and then uh, the bride took me out, and she says, okay, my head is going to be facing this way, my foot's going to be facing that way, and then I was in the right position, and it happened. And usually what I tell them is to just kind of like hold that, po- like hold it for a second, um, just in case if my lights have been firing off like crazy and, and they just needed to be, you know, kind of, you know, cooled back down and, and go off again. Uh, I, I just tell them to hold that pose, or sometimes when um, uh, we're, we're talking – uh, during the meetings or, or you know, in a, in a phone conversation beforehand for the first kiss, I just I, I say, don't just go in for like a little peck of a kiss and, mm. and be done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, hold, hold that kiss, you know, just just enjoy the moment for that for a couple of seconds. Uh, usually I, I, I give a little warning, warnings on top of that. But usually, I mean, if this were to happen to me and we didn't have any of those conversations, um, first I would I would go up to the uh, before I plan anything else out, I would go up to the second shooter be like you know did you get that if they didn't get it um if if they were going into dinner afterwards i'll I'll just be like you know they look so good i just want another shot of it and uh just give me another dip i mean i i think that's how i would go about it yeah um every every situation is different every client's different but i think that's how i would go about it there was one time as to where like i was talking about the first guess earlier i I missed the kiss just because it was so quick of a kiss. I mean, it was like a little peck and, and we're done. Um, but afterwards, after the family fo- formal photos, um, I, I backed up as far I was in the aisle and then I had them kiss again. And then it was just like kind of like seamless throughout the day. Um, the only thing that didn't happen was the, uh, the priest wasn't behind them, but I really don't think that they noticed because they never brought it up. So mm-hmm. That's that's kind of like how I would uh, go about it. Okay, no, that's that's cool because so. uh, listeners, if you haven't guessed, that that happened to me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so, but basically, I liked your response because your response was the real thing is in pre-planning and actually bringing that up yeah. with them beforehand. And I should have, and I didn't, and and I was changing a lens when it happened, and it was way shorter than I expected uh, it to. Yeah, and my second shooter did not get it either. So that all happened, and then the par- blame, blame it on the second shooter, and that right, <laughs> and the and the parent dances were happening in my head as the parent dances were happening. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! Like I'm freaking out yeah, in my head, yeah. you know. So I'm like, okay, the the thing to do is to at least 
like own up to it immediately like do it right now as long as it wasn't going to ruin their day or anything like that and and i knew mm-hmm. and i knew the couple enough that it wasn't going to like they were they were going to be fine you know so yeah, i was like yeah. immediately after those parent ends, i was like listen guys can you just i didn't like i basically what i said is i didn't like the shot that i got can you just give me one more dip right here and then they did and then it was fine and then i have the, a dip shot if you know but it still yeah. is it's not like i don't like that though because i don't like recreating things and you know like that's just not cool you know um, right i agree but the reality is is you can't you know like we could, we're all human and we can all do the best that we can in situations but sometimes we are still human you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it was anyway that was that was my little situation and that that, that i've come across so that was my conundrum uh Neil, what's do you have a conundrum for me on this on this episode seventeen of Wedding Photographers Unite? <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, I mean, what if what if a um, a photographer? Okay, let's say what if a guest shows up and you know they're a professional photographer, okay, the, but they got invited as a guest, and what do you know? They have all the gear with them, and they think they're kind of you know doing the bride and groom a favor by shooting kind of along by this or that's what their goal is to shoot along with you um what would you do um so as long as it's during this during the actual ceremony or during the reception where events are happening whatever shoot i don't really care what i do mm-hmm. what I, where i do and i will ask i will say hey you know this time right now this is you know for my my time with the couple that i need post shots and um you know you're if you can get some shots with them later for, you know like that kind of thing but i would i would say something at that point um but but mm-hmm. during the actual ceremony or during the reception i'm okay with it um as long as they're not getting in front of me or getting in and and you know i you know my they're paying me you know to capture this event and um right. and i need to make sure that i'm in the best position in order to get the best shots um when that becomes a problem then i would ha- also have to say something but always being in, as politically correct and as nice as possible um mm-hmm. you know about it which reminds me um i got the stupidest text message in the world today and and i'm and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read this this text message um excellent yeah okay so this is this is a text message from my beautiful woman okay that i got <laughs> i got this morning is she in the house is she listening no is she in the next room? no actually no she's not i actually have the house to myself right now so um oh man okay so let's let me just pull this up here Here's the text message I got. It was it was actually a screenshot from from a, from a message. Okay, here's what it says. This is from from one of her friends that she knows. Okay, just whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I won't I won't get in trouble. I don't think for saying this. I'm just going to anyway because it's entertaining. So the the message is, hey, how's it going? Blah 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 blah. Okay, and then she mm-hmm. goes on to so my fiance and I are considering adding a second a second photographer the day of our wedding. Our photographer is okay with it. We have asked her. First, is Andy available November 14th? If so, could you give an idea for his pricing and would he be okay shooting a wedding with another photographer there? I just want to make sure we get as many pictures as of the day as we can. Explanation point, explanation point. Not sure if we are going, if we are just seeing it or... I'm sorry. She says, not sure if we are going to, we are just seeing if it is something we can swing into our budget. And I love the work that you showed me. Okay. So there's a couple problems with that. Okay. Uh First of all is I'm already booked. Thank God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Uh, second of all, I'm not going to be showing up to another wedding with some other photographer that's already paid to be shooting this wedding. You know, and why would the original photographer say that it's okay? Who is this original yeah. photographer that they hired? And you can well, cut. It's not me. I'm I'm out of town that week. <laughs> I'm I think I'm in Mexico that week, so it's not me. Yes, <laughs> but oh god, it's just so weird, man. And you know that, and I hate to say it, we were just ha- you know I'm I'm just going to go all Tony Gambino on this from what we were saying just earlier. Your price. And well, it's <laughs> not even that, but you can just tell that it's got to be like a lower end wedding, right? Like if like yeah. if. If it was the original photographer was okay with a second photographer showing up, like right, no, I'm, even right. if I was available, you probably couldn't afford my prices. You know what I mean? Like, like so. There's just a lot of things wrong with that, <laughs> and I just needed to get that out there because it was like, what am I reading right now? When I got that this morning, you know. You know? Now, don't you think that's almost like an unwritten rule, almost kind of thing? Like, don't shoot at another photographer's wedding, kind of no, thing. No, and don't even hire another guest, one. Like, I just like if if I ever get invited. As a guest at a wedding, I'm going to be double fisted with drinks all night. I don't know about you, but I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm not even going to bring my camera phone out. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy and celebrate with my friend uh, who invited me as a guest. So I don't know. I, I just think it's just one of those things where you just got to respect the hired photographer, leave your stuff at home, have a good time. And uh, I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are my thoughts, too. And, you know. With with the exception of that, you know, I actually did out of a photographer friend um, in Rochester who what he did is he had different photographers shoot different parts of the day, you know, um, mm-hmm. but that's something different, you know, like, I, you know, he had me shoot his his portraits and everything like that. So but I didn't shoot the right. ceremony. I didn't shoot the reception. I didn't shoot anything else. I just shot the portraits and he had other photographers shoot different portions of the day and whatever yeah. so that well, that's cool but i mean that's cool you guys weren't stepping on each other's toes exactly exactly yeah so anyway oh, cool man cool with that i think that's going to <laughs> to wrap up episode 17 of wedding photographers <laughs> unite um uh, itunes review and subscribe please help us help yes, you please. we'd prefer to talk with you not at you please send questions to info at wedding photographers unite.com and Neil, where can people follow you? Google my name, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. And if you Google my name, Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I, that would be the thing to do. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Take care. Wedding photographers. Invite.